Hello, I'm Dr. Shamai Rocco from the Center for Men's and Women's Urology in Portland, Oregon, and this is another segment of Ask Dr. Rockov. And I want to address uh, a topic that I get a lot of questions on, and that's the use of medications for men who have prostate-related urinary problems. And uh, I think at this point, most of us, if we watch TV or listen to the radio, have uh, come to recognize some of the advertisements out there for men who have prostate-related problems. There are supplements that are advertised. Uh, there are advertisements based on the problems that men who have uh, the issues uh, experience, such as waking up too frequently in the, uh, at night to urinate or having to rush to the toilet, which are all common symptoms of an enlarged prostate. And the question that always comes up is, so what can we do about it? The most aggressive and the most successful way of dealing with an enlarged prostate involves some sort of a surgery. And understandably, many men, when they hear about that or read about it or go on the internet about that, want to avoid that. So there's a general feeling if there's a pill or a medication or a supplement I can take, um, that the man will want to take it. And it's an interesting thing. I've been uh, practicing for uh, over 25 years at this point, and one of the issues that, uh, one of the things I've seen is the historical shift of how we treat certain problems. And in the 80s and 90s, when medications were developed and became approved for the treatment of men who have uh, voiding dysfunction as a consequence of an enlarged prostate, uh, there was a tremendous paradigm shift in the treatments. Uh, heretofore, every guy who had a real problem went to the urologist and the urologist did a surgery that we used to refer to or probably still refer to as our ream job or a rooter rooter job where we would uh, channel out uh, or core out overgrowth in the prostate to allow a man to have more room to urinate through his urethra from the bladder to the outside it was very successful but when the medications came along of course everybody thought it was a great advancement and it was because many uh, men who had the problem who started the different medications found that they were very effective fast forward into the year 2017 at this point and uh, what history has shown is that medications are not benign so what used to be a common accepted idea, which is if there's a pill, you take it because no one wants to have a surgery or procedure. Now we're really seriously rethinking that because medications do have side effects. Medications can have very serious side effects, and the side effects of medications can involve the whole body. I mean, think about it. We're put, taking a pill, and that pill gets generated and diffused through the entirety of the body, and therefore the side effect profile can be shared by multiple areas within the body. So we're coming to an interesting time right now where we are, again, finding ourselves in a position to be doing procedures for men who have the problem with their prostate because they prefer not to be on medications. And that's fair, and we'll be doing other videos about the details of those procedures in the future. But for those people who are still very interested in the medications, uh, I want to review um, some things to know about it. The three common medications that we use, one is called Tamsulosin or Flomax, and I'm going to actually not spend most, much time on this. It, like all medications, do have side effects, but in the scheme of things, is relatively safe. Relatively safe does not mean totally safe. It does have side effects. It, it decreases the volume of ejaculate, and for men who find that very uh, difficult to tolerate, it, it's for real. 
It also can lower your blood pressure. It can give you a stuffy nose. It can interact with other medications. So again, going back to what I said at the beginning, it's not a benign medication, but over the course of time since it's been around, it seems to be fairly safe uh, and uh, fairly predictable, but it's a medication nonetheless. Um, the ones that bother me the most, I'm concerned about the most, and I'm least uh, enthusiastic about giving out are Cialis and Finasteride. Uh, those are medications. Cialis, I think a lot of people will recognize because it's a medication that is given out for erectile dysfunction. And a few years back, it was noted that guys who were using it for the erection problems were having an easier time urinating. So the connection was made between Cialis and improvement in urination. And in fact, the FDA, after looking at the different studies on this, has approved daily Cialis, the five milligram dose, for the use of men who have prostate-related voiding problems. So it's FDA approved. But uh, there are things that, have, that always occur that we learn about after medications have hit the market. So even though a medication is FDA approved, that was FDA approved based on studies of a fairly limited number of people. What happens is that then the medications hit the real world and we see what occurs when the experience is not just with a relatively few number of people, but the real world, thousands of people. And Cialis, uh, there are a couple of very disturbing potential issues that we have with it. And if you go to the FDA website, you'll see that there are uh, concerns about eye and ear abnormalities. Many men who have tried Viagra, tried Levitra, tried Cialis will tell you that they rec recognize uh, common effects of flushing or having pressure in their eyes or even seeing distorted colors for a while. And initially we thought that was just a very temporary nuisance of a response. And for most men it is, but not for all it appears. There are concerns, very legitimate concerns, about potentially even irreversible eye and ear damage from these medications. That doesn't happen in a lot of people, but it certainly can occur, it appears. And thus, I'm really wary about giving out a medication, that there are options to treat the problem with otherwise. In other words, if a man has problems urinating, I have other things I can offer that individual without giving him a medication like Cialis that potentially can cause irreversible eye and ear problems. Not to the majority, granted, but it doesn't matter. If there is a real risk, it's a real risk for everybody since we never know who is going to experience that side effect. So as my patients will know after uh, they've asked me about it, and usually they ask about it because they've seen a commercial, I am highly reluctant to do it. I'll do it if, if they request it after I give this information, but I strongly uh, discourage people from doing it. I just don't understand why we would risk anything to our eyes and our ears. That's Cialis. Then there's a medication called finasteride. Finasteride, when it was non-generic, was known as Proscar. Uh, and it was, it made it out to the market and its mechanism allowed for the prostate actually to be shrunken. So part of the problem that occurs with an enlarged prostate is the prostate is physically large and it grows within the channel of where the urine comes out and it causes blockage because of its enlarged presence. So it makes a lot of sense that if we could make the prostate smaller, a man will urinate better. Surgery does that by 
literally removing a lot of that tissue so that it creates a channel. Medications like tamsulosin make the prostate softer so it makes it easier for the urine to go through. Medications like proscar or finasteride can shrink the prostate. And that sounds great. And it is great. Except that it does it by a very scary mechanism. And the mechanism is that it prevents testosterone from working on the prostate. Because it turns out that the prostate enlarges to a great extent due to the effects of testosterone on it. So if a man has testosterone, part of the things that testosterone will do in a male, in addition to the good things that we want the testosterone to do, it will allow the prostate to enlarge. So if you block that testosterone, you'll allow the prostate to shrink. And that, that's, what it, that's what it did. Now the people who marketed it and uh, made it very popular uh, took the position that it's very specific. It only works on the prostate. I think uh, most of us wondered at the time, but we certainly have a lot of legitimate information now to say that it really, do you really trust that? And think about it. Out there you'll see a lot of commercials and a lot of marketing for testosterone. So we actually seem to be encouraging testosterone for men to, as a part of men's health. So anything that we're going to use to combat testosterone, we have to be highly suspect of. And it turns out that in fact, not surprisingly, even though this medication, the finasteride and proscar, focuses on the prostate primarily, it doesn't focus on the prostate only. And therein lies the risk of the side effects. And the risk of the side effect that, that I discouraged men over is the risk of sexual dysfunction. And in fact, again, and this is not just my opinion, and certainly my experience with patients I've shown I've seen it, but if you go to the FDA website, you will also see legitimacy of this concern that there are a number of people, a number of men, who have erectile problems after this, who have ejaculation problems after this, and sometimes it becomes irreversible. In other words, you can stop the medicine. You still will have that sexual problem. There is another issue that's more serious, but not as clear, which is the, the association of finasteride with the development of certain prostate cancers. Now, on the one hand, finasteride may limit the growth of fairly early and non-aggressive cancers, but there's always been the concern of why does it seem that there's a disproportionate men who are on finasteride who ultimately get diagnosed with higher more aggressive cancers. And we don't know the answer to it. But I do know this, that difficulty urinating is not a life-threatening problem usually. And difficulty urinating, we have options, be it other medications or be it a lot of different procedures which are very effective and are available currently. Do we really want to be prescribing a medicine that could mess around with a man's testosterone? that we know in a certain number of men may cause sexual dysfunction and who knows how it interacts in terms of its effects on cancer. I just don't see that it's worth it, which is why I discourage my men unless we have a real reason otherwise from taking that medicine. So again, I'm not a fan of Cialis for urinary problems and I'm not a fan of Finasteride or Proscar for urinary problems. I certainly am a, a stronger advocate for Tamsulosin. But more than anything else, I think experience has shown that it is perfectly legitimate to be looking for alternative treatments 
for this very common problem of urinary dysfunction as a consequence of an enlarged prostate. I'm Dr. Shamir Rakov from the Center for Men's and Women's Urology. Thank you for tuning in, and please keep the questions coming.